Welcome to the Western Herald Sports Podcast. We got a little bit of a podcast for you today. Not anything too long, too very special. It's been a little bit of a dead week this week in the NFL, Jarrett. Yeah, a little bit. Understatement. We got some Lions news. They signed a couple new players. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, 49ers quarterback, soon to possibly be Denver Broncos, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, the Lions signed a couple players, but I don't. do you really think they're that special? I really like one signing, and I am not a fan of the other two. Which one do you like? So we'll start off with defensive end Wallace Gilberry from the Cincinnati Bengals. He signed to a one-year, $1.25 million deal. Gilberry spent some time with Kansas City in 2008 to 2011, spent a quick little term with Tampa Bay, and then sat in Cincinnati from 2012 to 2015. I like this guy. He's going to play the defensive end position opposite of Ziggy Ansah, I believe. Um, what do you Behind think about Devin him? Taylor, probably. Yeah. All these signings, I don't know enough about them to even to form an opinion. He's been a journeyman. Uh, 115 games, 22 starts, 176 total tackles, 115 solo, 31 sacks. Pretty good numbers for a, a backup, but I just I don't know anything about him. See, the reason I like this guy is because I remember reading a story on him a couple months ago. It was around the holidays. He was in a Target, and this family was, was talking about PS4s and stuff like that around the holidays, and the dad obviously could not afford it. Um, Wallace Gilberry was in the store, walked up, said, give me a PS4, threw the money down on the counter, and walked out. That's awesome. So a real cool story, but I think the way he got into the NFL is a lot more interesting. Uh, He was actually at an IHOP. Um, This is through his biography. I read it secondhand. He was at an IHOP working to be a manager. He was invited to the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Game, and he just absolutely dominated the competition. Mike Shula had an extra scholarship and offered him to come and start in Bama. He played in Bama, and he started for four years, had the second most tackles for loss behind any player, behind uh, Derek Thomas, had 21 and a half career sacks, in his senior year, he had 27 tackles and 10 sacks, and he wasn't drafted. He was invited to the Combine, but he wasn't drafted. Went and signed with Kansas City, and he has just been on the up and up since then. The past two years have been a little slow. He's not, you know, killing it the past two years. He's had a, a couple tackles, and his sack percentage has really gone down. But at the same time, he's switching organizations. Maybe Cincinnati's been kind of dwindling off, and, you know, we'll see what happens with him. He's an older guy, too, so see what can happen. Yeah. Depth is always good there. At that position. Absolutely. There's always been injuries in the past, so we'll see. Speaking of depth, we signed another tight end, Matt Mulligan from Buffalo. He is he is the definition of a journeyman. Yeah, another AFC East guy. He's just a blocker. He's got to be. That's all he is. I mean, he's been with, with like, nine teams. Which means goodbye, Pettigrew, which I'm happy about. See, do you think they're going to give him one more year? No. Why? You, they're not even going to play him this year? you think they're going to try and cut him? I think they have the receiving tight ends now. I think he's under contract, though, for one more year. you think they're just going to take that cap he, hit? He's, the, the ACL injury, though, he's still going to. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be himself, which stone hands before. Stone hands <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't like Pettigrew. <laughs> not at all. But Mulligan, just a blocker. I don't even know if he'll make the team. He might be the practice squad. He's been on, out of like the nine teams he's been on, like three of them have been uh, practice squad appearances. Yeah, there's a reason this wasn't a, uh, a big new signing is it was it was really overshadowed by Gilbury. Yeah, he has uh, appeared in 81 games, 31 starts, 17 receptions for 162 yards and two touchdowns. So obviously a blocking tight end. Yeah, that's a uh, one game for Gronk. <laughs> and this guy it's taken him 81 games, so don't expect much. No, not at all. But uh, like we talked about last week, we touched base with him a little bit. Uh, Stephen Ridley is now officially a Detroit Lion. I'm not a fan of this. What do you think, Jared? Yeah, I like it. He went and released on his Twitter, saying, or on his uh, Instagram, excuse me, saying that he's got a surprise for us this year. He looks pretty, yeah, he looked motivated. Yeah, every Instagram he's working out, and he's getting ready, and he's preparing, and total opposite of people like Eric Ebron, who's partying, 
You know, every single Snapchat, give you started, every single Instagram. <laughs> or uh, Darius Slay, who's obsessed with his new girlfriend. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. So I hope the Lions are focused because, according to social media, and then Quandre Diggs is just trolling everyone. Quandre was at the national championship game oh with, with Ebron just partying it up. <laughs> Did I tell you this off topic a little bit, but over the summer, Ebron had a Snapchat. I have it saved, I think, on my um, on my phone, a video of him and Stanley Johnson drinking and partying. And Stanley you, Johnson is only a 19-year-old. You told me about this. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this guy just needs to... First of all, he's, he's not focused. Second of all, most importantly, he's doing something illegal with minors. Get focused, Ebron, please. I mean, we can't, I guess we can't put it on their backs to like, to criticize them for their personal life because you have to have a personal life too. Even and I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say he was drunk, Stanley Johnson, because. But like, he's drinking. That's illegal. He, he, there, was, there was no alcohol in the picture, but you could, his words were slurred and it just, he was on something. He was on something. Yeah, he was messed up somehow. But Eric Ebron definitely leads one of those controversial personal lives. Be Le'Veon Bell and. Work out and run Snapchat for the NFL. And oh, let me tell you, Le'Veon Bell is the most thirsty individual on Twitter. Yeah, for attention, he yeah. is an attention. You know what? Have you heard his mixtape? No, but I. I'm, it's terrible. We're gonna start this podcast with Le'Veon. Oh my! Bell's no, mixtape. I'm. I don't. Where should we put it? Because I don't want to like. Ruin. We'll put it at the end, so you can skip it if you don't want to hear. We'll it. put a few saw like a few clips from his. Oh my! His mixtape is terrible. It's just I it's auto tune. It's the worst auto tune I've ever heard in my life. Is it really? I'm is it not that even, bad? I am not joking. God, man, I really need to listen to it. I because he has it pinned on his Twitter page, and every time I go through his Twitter, I'm like, you know, I should listen to that, but I haven't heard anything great about it, and I don't have time for that. And another thing on Twitter, don't be that guy that like tries to like tries to get attention from athletes by saying this like false random stuff. Like people are telling him, like, dude, when's your next mixtape come out? That was great. No. No, why? No. And he's retweeting. You're going to re- so get a retweet. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because when people see that and they, they know how bad it is, they're going to be like, this guy's stupid. Not cool. You're not cool. You're stupid. The ath- athlete Twitter etiquette is just. Oh, my. It, it's, it's almost embarrassing. Even like JV, because we'll talk about the Tigers a little bit later since we're both Tigers fans. They just had their opening day yesterday. Justin Verlander's Twitter etiquette is always some like picture with the worst grammar you could ever imagine. And it just makes me question why he's making quadruple what I'll see in my lifetime. <laughs> we're, we're throwing baseballs. <laughs> what did Floyd Mayweather say? <laughs> no, it was, um, who was it? Mike Tyson. I think he said, like, congrats to the U.S. Oh, yeah! Cincinnati. <laughs> I saw that yesterday. We could have a whole show on Twitter, actually. This is just... Twitter etiquette. If you're going to add someone, an athlete, make sure it's a pretty pretty girl athlete. <laughs> And say something nice to her. Don't be. No man, solid mixtape, bro. <laughs> Are you deaf? Oh man. Speaking of Twitter, perfect segue. NFL in Twitter agreement. Roger Dell announced Tuesday morning that Thursday night football will be streamed live on Twitter for ten games, 2016. What do you think about that? I think it's cool. Um, we talked about it a little bit prior, and you know, it's it's hard to see what they're gonna do here. I think. Twitter won the bid over Verizon, Amazon, Facebook. The NFL actually offered all four of these organizations. Twitter won. The, the deal's rumored to be like 10 to $15 million on a Thursday night football deal. I think it's, it's a cool idea, but at the same time, I don't know how they're going to implement it on like mobile devices. You know, now that we're, we're talking about this, because we were talking before, like, how are they going to let you watch the game and tweet at the same time? And mm-hmm. I said, I don't think you can. I think it's going to have to be like on the computer. But then I gave you the example about, well, you can't go on YouTube and close out of the app. But what I just realized is in YouTube, you can be watching the video, 
but you can still type and search. Yeah, like slide the video down to the yeah. corner. So I think it's something like that where you can – when I'm watching sports, the first app I go on is, is Twitter. Mm-hmm. So what more, like perfect kill two birds with one stone than being able to tweet and watch the game at the same time? That's the same opinion I had. See, my roommates aren't Twitter users, and they were kind of criticizing the fact that, like, why does Twitter have a hand in, in athletics in the NFL? If you're not a Twitter user, you wouldn't understand. Exactly. You, you don't understand. I mean, look at both of our Twitter feeds. Every single tweet is something about sports. Every one of them related to something. And I hear people say Twitter's stupid, and I say, well, if you have, do you have a Twitter? Yeah. No. No. Then go back on Facebook and look at all the uh, baby pictures and yeah, and the food and videos and, and the wacky yeah po- know, politics. It's, you can customize your Twitter feed to what you want to see, and that's what I like about it. On Facebook, you're kind of like subject to all this crap. Yeah, and on Twitter, you just you can be like, no, I want this specifically. But last year, um, Yahoo streamed the Jacksonville Jaguars Buffalo Bills game from London, and it was a big success. Yeah, I think they recorded like 15.9 million viewers. So I'm not complaining about this at all. I'll be interested to see how it works out, but I think it's a great idea. I don't doubt that the first couple of weeks of Thursday Night Football are going to be rough to start because I think that's really difficult to do, um, especially through a social media feed, but I have full faith in Twitter. I couldn't watch half of the games last year because NFL Network, I don't get that in my cable package. And that's what I think they're really trying to do is they're trying to bring people in, guys like you and I who you know can't afford the premium cable. Package. Or I have homework on Thursday nights. I'm not going to go to the bar to watch it. Exactly. So you can just bring up Twitter on your laptop or whatever you need to do, stream the game. You know, I, I think this is perfect. This is going to work out in a lot of ways because Thursday Night Football was always real difficult to watch. It was also pretty, pretty crappy. Thursday Night Football this year sucked. And Monday Night. It was not a... Anyway. What was the one game? It was the I think it was Patriots Broncos. Was that Thursday night or Monday night? Well, that was wasn't that Sunday night? Was it a Sunday night game? It was in the Sunday snow. Night was in, was it, yeah, it was in the it snow. It was late. Yeah, I think it was, it was when CJ Anderson just like ran and that was across Sunday the night football. Line. Yeah, dude, that was a good game, but that was only like the only primetime game that really stuck out to me. Then the color rush uniforms, it was just uh which they should be announcing tomorrow, I heard. Small rumor or around the time the schedule is released, which is typically like the 3rd Thursday of April. Yeah, we'll see. Which, so, schedule released. Where, if the schedule does release, where do you think uh, Colin Kaepernick's going to be? <sighs> Transitioning to our next topic. Yeah, the next topic of Kaepernick. Well, he, here's the story on him. He wants the, the Broncos want Kaepernick. I think Kaepernick, like you said, wants to go to the Broncos. And I think that's smart for the Broncos. I think it's smart for the Broncos, too. But Kaepernick is going to be taking like a $12.4 million pay cut through two years. It would be four point nine in 2016 and seven and a half in 2017. And the Broncos have no – they have like $1 million in cap room. So, they don't have – They'd have to restructure contracts to get them there. Yep. See, in my, it's easy for me to say just sacrifice $4 million because I think this is a way better situation for him. I don't think he's happy in San Francisco. I think the money is making him happy, but we're talking about – I think athletes are competitive by nature. And no guy that – that organization sucks with communicating with players and personnel. Look how they just ran – Harbaugh pretty much was like, no, nah, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. There's not good at relations with their players and, and coaches. So I don't think that situation is going to get solved anytime soon. I'm, I'm not trying to bring a race thing into this, but Chip Kelly has been accused of yeah. being racist, and Colin Kaepernick is, is an African-American. I just I don't know how, besides the offensive situation, I don't think we'll see what works out in Kaepernick's favor, being a 49er. See, I think at the same time you have Chip Kelly coming in with a new organization, and typically Chip Kelly is good at building the quarterback position. That's a tag next to his name. But at the same time, 
you're really taking a shot with Chip Kelly and Colin Kaepernick. From what I what I first read when Chip Kelly came there, he wanted to work with Kaepernick. I don't think Kaepernick wants to stick around there. I think you're right. I think the Broncos would put him in a better position. But yep. the Broncos taking that big of a shot, would they be better off signing Kaepernick or would they be better off heading to the draft and finding a new face of their franchise? Probably the draft, but for now, I think Kaepernick. And he's young, too. He's like 27, 28. Yeah. But I look Has at Kaepernick. Peaked? What? Has he peaked? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? Look at his two best years, um, 2013 and 14 with Harbaugh. Look at what he had at his disposal. He had a pretty good run game. Frank Gore and C.J. Anderson are kind of similar run styles. Frank Gore is way better, obviously. Look at the receiver position, Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, and then Kaepernick had Bolden and Torrey Smith. And then look at the two defense. Two old guys. But look at the, that's what I'm saying. So he has yeah. better receivers, better weapons. And then look at the defense that Kaepernick had. That was one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. And that is gone now. That team's not good. I the Niners, yeah, the Niners collapsed kind of on top of themselves after they made that Super Bowl appearance. And they're coming. The Broncos are coming off a Super Bowl victory. They have pretty much the same team. That's that's why I'm saying it's not easy. It's easy for me to say this. I would like sacrifice four million. But look look at this like the situation you're putting yourself in. I think it's in Kaepernick's best interest if he wants to his legacy is you would say, to go to the Broncos. But he does have the opportunity to be one of the most hated men in Denver. I mean, if he takes a Super Bowl winning team and just drives them into the, de- the ground. See, I don't think he will. I think he was trying too hard. I agree. I don't think he will. But there's always, the, there's always, always a chance. Because I always say game manager. He is a game manager, but with a different level of athleticism. Yeah. And that's what the Broncos did last year. Can you imagine? <laughs> I can't even compare it. That's what I'm saying. Peyton Manning was a, a statue in the pocket. Couldn't get out. And then you have Kaepernick. Yeah, you have mobility. When's the last time the Broncos to get out of the had pocket, mobility? To give Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas extra time to get open? Yeah. I just don't see how that's a bad fit. I think it's a perfect fit. Yeah. So we will see. Cap's going to have to take a big old pay cut, but he could be heading to a Super Bowl winning organization and uh, leading that franchise in his hopes to another Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll see. I th- you said you didn't think, more as time went on, you thought it was in the 49ers' favor? Mm-hmm. But I think it's in the Broncos because I I really don't think Kaepernick's happy there. I feel like if you get if it gets to the week of the draft and this still hasn't been settled, I think the Broncos are just going to say screw it, we don't want you, stay with the Niners, we're going to go with the draft. Because at that point, you're spending a ton of money before you go to the draft and you draft all these players that are going to cost you more money. Hasn't he publicly said though he's not happy there? I don't like this whole because he has said that he's not happy there. He has said, no, I'm not leaving unless I get my money. I mean, this this whole story, it is a chronicle of bad news and controversy, and it's just not a and fun it was, story. It was the same with Harbaugh, too. Like, he was happy, he wasn't happy, everything's fine, and the front office has problems, and then The Niners are the shadiest out. organization. They, they try to do these PR stunts of, like, we'll try to make them believe this, and then they come back two days later and recant what they said. And it's totally different. It's a whole different story. And you don't have a proven leader of a coach. It just doesn't. That organization. I'd like to know what the what the the ideas are of the management there. I agree. And and see like what their their trades. They are. better get it shaped up because they're losing. They're gonna be losing fans to to Oakland. They're gonna go to the other side of the bay. They're gonna lose fans to Los Angeles too. Yeah. I mean, what? It's an eight-hour drive. That's a nightmare of a drive. But at the same time, they're still they're still in your state. And more people are watching from their their couches. Yeah, exactly. But you're right. People will go across that Bay Area because Oakland is a growing team. They just need to grow their stadium first. Oh, God, that stadium. Spring is in the air. We're getting away from football for a little bit. The Detroit Tigers. Yeah. We're going to talk about them. I like the Tigers a lot. I'm I've a always been a, fan, yeah. a baseball fan. That was my best sport was baseball. I just I didn't 
love baseball. Team wasn't good towards the end of my yeah. high school career, so I kind of lost love. But I've always been a huge Tigers fan. Last year was a huge disappointment. Yeah, I remember we, we went like, what, 13-0, and and people were saying we're World Series bound, and then we laid an egg for two months. And the big part of that laying an egg was the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And last night... We saw it in action. Kind of, Well... <laughs> Mark Lowe and Justin Wilson, they looked they looked good. Yeah. Middle relievers. And then K-Rod, who last season had two blown save and 40 opportunities, supposed to be the savior, blew his first save. We were so excited. I, our household, when we were watching the game, was so excited to see K-Rod come in. We were like, yeah, we get to see him in action. Within an inning, I said, get him out. Oh, my God. We're going to lose this game. <laughs> I don't know how, the curse of like the terrible closer. I don't know how Detroit has been blessed with this this curse but bringing shane green to close oh the game out with his rat <laughs> with his rat tail and he got it done is just <laughs> I, I don't even is this auspicious fault i don't know like no. that's what i'm saying i i feel bad for the guy i don't think he's a great manager i think he makes some stupid decisions but like this is a perfect perfect example of this guy is supposed to be your close like the legit closer and he blows his first save i i mean it could just be bad luck it is the first game i mean this, they won last it was what eight to seven yeah they won they but they won which is great. It's great to open up with a win, especially away with interleague play. But they had to bring their fifth starter in, supposedly, yeah. Green. <laughs> I just don't know. Which is just madness. But, you know, I thought Shane Green closed out well, but he shouldn't be playing in that position. He should not be having to close games out and things like that. But the rest of the team, do you like it this year? I like it this year. I think uh, V-Mart's like my favorite player. Like, I, I love me some Victor Martinez just because he's real gritty if baseball player. If he can stay player. healthy. If he can stay healthy. Um, Miggy looked like garbage i hope that doesn't last for another week because if so then we really are in some trouble um jv looked real good he threw a no hitter through the sixth i think so around there yeah through the sixth and then he was hitting balls too yeah he's getting on base (laughs) uh i i like this team a lot i liked upton a lot dude he got a workout last night yeah he showed he can he can play in the field yeah he can haul and he's gonna get opportunities to hit in this lineup yeah Especially with um, Miggy behind him, mm-hmm. JD Martinez. I don't know how. I do know how he's flipped his career around, which is it's amazing to me how fixing someone's swing, yeah, and getting in a, a, a better organization can just. He's went from zero to all star in two seasons. It, it's unreal to me. But I think you think this team could go to the World Series. You think they have the the potential? After one game, I'd like I'd love to call it a fluke. Going into the season, you go, think? Going into the season yesterday, Rod Allen was kind of talking about how. A lot of these names you're not going to recognize on the team. Everybody's kind of new. They grab some new players. If you're not a baseball fan. If you're not a baseball because fan. Because if you are a baseball yeah. fan, like they're uh, Mike Aviles. Mm-hmm. He's a really good utility guy, backup. Um, Jared Saltomaki is a really good backup utility guy. So I like what they did. I'm very, very excited to see what Jordan Zimmerman did. And it's it's funny because two years ago, uh, the Washington Capitals took Max Scherzer, who was my favorite pitcher. Nationals. The, the Nationals. And did I say Capitals? Yeah, hockey. Oh my God, the Washington Nationals it's took Scherzer. Favorite sport, probably, man. <laughs> hockey. I was like, I was real upset that they kind of took him because Max Scherzer was my favorite. Like, I even wore his jersey yesterday. It's legit. We went and took Zimmerman, so I think that's going to be a big, big headline. And I think we just keep trading pitches because they took Fister too. Yeah, right. I think he's going to get the opening day nod uh, at home. And if Zimmerman pulls off that win, I think that is going to be huge news for Tigers. And then once um, Daniel Norris, if he recovers from he has fractures in his spine. I think he is the most disappointing flop on but the Tigers. I don't even think it's his fault either because like, he had cancer. Like You can't knock on a guy for that. He's just, he looked great 
and then he's just had bad luck. So we'll see. He's the best story. He has the best. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah. Without a van, he's I the man. I want him to be successful. But if he can get in that in that rotation, you have Verlander, Sanchez, if he can stay healthy, Zimmerman, and then Norris. I'm if, not you even, if you I'm can't, if you can't idolize a guy that shaves with an axe, yeah, I'm not even gonna mention Pelfrey because he doesn't deserve it. But this, if this team can stay healthy, that was a knock on them last year. They just, they were injury, pr- and then um, what was it? Um, Sanchez was it Sanchez? Anibal Sanchez? No, not Sanchez. Um, Jose Iglesias, the oh, fracture. Yeah. Like it was just bad luck from the start last year. Yeah. With injuries, so if they can stay healthy, they on paper this team looks they can compete with anyone. And if Maven comes back and contributes, I'm excited. Yeah, I agree. I think we have a, a good season ahead of us, but. Health issues have always been something that's played the Tigers, so we'll see what happens. Other than that, it looks like Jarrett is uh, clicking away on his laptop. Yeah, I found um, it was a, the other day I saw that Western Michigan is doing a Detroit Tigers night. Oh, yeah. I think it's mid-June. That's why I, want, I wanted to look it up. They're actually doing a game for every college in Michigan. I forgot all about it. Yeah, right here. Tickets are available now for the Western Michigan University night at Comerica Park on Wednesday, June 22nd. I repeat, Wednesday, June 22nd against the Seattle Mariners. The first 1,500 people who purchase a ticket through mywmu.com slash Tigers. Get a dope hat. Yeah, a limited edition <laughs> Tigers baseball hat. And it's going to be brown and gold in the stands. It's gonna, I mean, it's a cool kind of like to bring the whole university together and They've have a done good time. The past couple of years, they just haven't done Western. They've done Central, U of M, MSU. Yep. And they've kept Western out of the loop. And this year they're doing like U of D. Yep. No. $5 of the cost of each ticket sold on the, through the site, we'll go through the WMU Legacy Scholarship Fund. So Good way to raise money. Yep. Uh, $25 for upper reserve ticket. The most expensive is $48 for a lower baseline box. Do I, you really need a lower baseline box? I mean, you're going to go there as a college kid and probably abuse the, the $8 beers and go yeah, to the be, across the street. There's going to be a pregame, they call it the Bronco Stampede at a party plaza. It's $59 per person. You can get a limited edition Tigers baseball cap. And you can get a chance to win signed memorabilia. That hat is really cool, though. I love. It's like it's a tiger's cap, straight up tiger's cap, but it's brown around the sides. The front face yeah. is white, and then it has the WMU logo on the side. So and I it looks like it's a legit like new era cap. Yeah, it looks. I hope it's adjustable. It's probably adjustable. It's probably. I would think so. I've seen hats. It's, this is a pretty cool hat. Yeah. I, I this is the first time I'm seeing. I thought it was gonna be like a cheap. Yeah. Like, uh, you can buy from Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some BS cap. This is a really cool hat. So. Go check them out. Be there or be square. Hopefully they're in contention. Be there or be that a chip. Still. Yeah, don't be a chip. Don't be a game. chip. We eat chips for breakfast. <laughs> That's it, though. All right, we are closing up shop. And uh, remember, hit us up on Twitter. And remember your Twitter etiquette. Don't tell me my mixtape was great when it's just awful. You can find me at BBUFFA underscore WMU. You can find me at Jarrett underscore Orlando. And another shout-out every week to Gwen. Helps with us producing this. Uh, Gwen, follower, GWEN underscore DeYoung talks hockey probably a little stressful with the, the red wings trying to make the playoffs she's still wearing the larkin jersey it's been a yeah, week and she's even still wearing the larkin jersey do you have any other clothes or <laughs> shakes her head no no <laughs> well that's about it thanks for listening check us out next week and uh give this a nice share we appreciate it go lions deuces